Hi, I'm Peter Risco, and welcome to my podcast, The Dragon's Lair. Our goal is to educate and inspire you to take your business to the next level by connecting you with life-changing opportunities. We believe that every entrepreneur has that potential. So whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur or just starting out, join us as we delve into the dragon's lair. Let's explore new horizons and create a better future together. I'm a self-made entrepreneur that's built a successful funding company on Wall Street. Coming from nothing, I understand how hard it is to build financial freedom. Each week on the dragon's lair, I will give you advice that's helped me slay these dragons. Welcome to the dragon's lair. Hey guys, it's your boy Wall Street Pete. Over here at the Dragon's Lair, another episode. I got a very special guest on today, Mr. Evan Carmichael. And I got to tell you, it's a real pleasure to have you on. My guests, they don't understand how lucky they are. They will by the end of the episode. So tell me, Evan, how's everything been? I mean, you know, life isn't easy, especially being in the public eye. How's everything been? Uh, I don't know. It's been great. I don't know. I think I think it depends on what you're putting out. Um being in the public eye, I guess I've been making content on YouTube for since 2009, so it was a 14 years, and before that, my website. So I guess I've been in the public eye for a while, but all I'm putting out is positivity and believe and hope and optimism. So I don't really get people angry at me for a lot of things. So um, that's a plus, you know. The the, the mob great. can be a little tough, I tell you. <laughs> if somebody don't like it, it can get ugly. So let me ask you a question, Evan. Um, well, let me tell you something first. My office, I got one of my gentlemen here. He's my camera guy. He helps me with all my audio. And he was like, Pete, you got Evan Carmichael on. Are you kidding me? I watch this guy all the time. This guy puts out such great content. In fact, I told you to go look at a couple of his things a few times. And I was like, oh, okay, because he tells me all types of people to look at. So Wait, I look over Did, them did you look at it when he sent it to you, though, Pete? I had looked at it prior to, and that's why okay. I was like, oh, I recognize you. I have – sometimes you play on my TV. I have a big office over here on Wall Street, and Good. i got about 40 guys over here. And we Keep have it running. Big- Overnight, just keep those videos running. It's great. Yeah, we put – like, you know, I try to keep positive things to get these guys in the office because a lot of them work on commission. They come in, and sometimes they get they get upset. They You know, deals don't come in or deal dies. And they get the, discouraged, and I'm like, you know, guys, you got to keep pushing through because you're already mm-hmm. here. You're already mm-hmm. you're already started. You know, what are you going to go back to? So, I like to have people on that can kind of help some of my guests just look at things in a different perspective, so to say. Everybody's got their parents on them. Don't oh, quit the business. Go get a regular job. You didn't make any money. Nobody's paying you for your time. And I'm trying to get people to kind of break that mentality of trading time for money rather than focusing on a goal, doing whatever it takes to get to that goal, and then moving on to the next goal. So what would your take be on some, an up-and-coming entrepreneur that's kind of dipping his foot in the water, but he's not really sure if, if this is for him? Well, uh, you don't know until you start doing it. I think everybody should try. It doesn't mean that everybody will be a great entrepreneur, but I think everybody, it's worth trying. Like, how do you know if you like sushi or not? You can't think your way through liking sushi. I mean, it sounds gross. It's raw fish with rice and fish eggs and seaweed with really hot mustard, and you're going to like that. It sounds gross, but I love sushi. But you don't know until you try. So I think uh, everybody should at least try, just like you should try skateboarding, and you should try snowboarding, and you should try you know, food. You should, you should try entrepreneurship. I think, I think it's a good thing to give it a shot. It doesn't mean you're going to win, but you won't know until you start doing it. 
when you get an idea, the trick is to stop overthinking and overjudging and overanalyzing and just start and do something about it. Um, at the beginning, I actually think it's great to trade time for money as an entrepreneur. I think the best business is to start in the service business where you trade your time for money, you get close to customers, and then from there you have cash flow coming in, then you can scale your company and scale your team. Um, a lot of entrepreneurs think scale at the beginning, but they don't, they don't even know what they're doing. And so they go, I'm going to start a t-shirt company and they buy 10,000 t-shirts because that's when the price starts to get really low. And then they sell three and then they've got 9,997 t-shirts sitting in their mom's garage. Right. And so I think, uh, if you have an idea and you're wondering if entrepreneurship is for you, give it a shot and don't expect to be great at it. But did you love it? And do you want to go back again and do it tomorrow? And then start with a service-based business where you don't have to invest anything except your time. That means you are trading your time for money, but just in the beginning, get close to your customers, start making money, and then look to scale and how you can take that. Who knows how big your ambitions are? You want to go nationwide? You want to go global? Yeah. You can make it happen. So I see you've been around some pretty, uh, pretty famous guys. You might hear the clapping in the background. I like to do this live at my floor. Because I like to motivate my guys on the floor. I let them know, you know, hey, guys, I got Evan Carmichael. They're like, hey, Pete, that's the one we, we have him on TV on the show, on the, on the, on the wall. And I'm like, that's so cool, man. You know, it, it gets people motivated. They love it. It's, it's just a good look all around. What's but, up, Floor? Hope you're doing well. Oh, they're uh, just so you can see. They're over there. They can't hear you. I got everything blocked off kind of keep the noise level down to a degree. Sometimes they can't help it. They start clapping and banging. Um, so I don't know if you did any, re if you've seen anything about what I do, but I like to help up and coming entrepreneurs jump into whatever they can get into that they're comfortable with. When I teach people about jumping into my industry, I always tell them, Hey guys, listen, my main thing is to look for something with uncapped earning potential and a very low monthly overhead because you may not make money in the beginning. And that's some of the hardest days to overcome, especially if you open like a gym or a smoothie shop or anything that has a physical location, because if you mess up or don't get the customers in time, you lost your investment. You've just lost everything with something that has low overhead. It's more, of a chance for you to be able to succeed and push through those tough times because now it only relies on you getting yourself up out of bed and actually getting something done, going and doing. You can't blame anybody but yourself. Whereas, you know, if you go and put a restaurant together, you can't help if the customers don't come in or they, you know, they, what are you going to do? You know, you got a competition. He's, he gives out better food, better prices. It's kind of tough. So I always tell them, start something that's home-based that they can do kind of like a service business. But with my business, it's brokering MCAs. So do you know the merchant cash advance industry? A little bit, but happy to go deeper. Um, well, this is where we buy future sales at a discounted price. A UPS mm -hmm. store needs a hundred grand real quick. I'll buy 150,000 for hundred K today. And I'll take a thousand dollars a day for the next 150 days from them. Just an easy example. Out of that, I pay a broker or an ISO up to 15%. So I would give him $15,000 just for that introduction because he works hard. He puts out, he makes phone calls, he goes through a bunch of no's until he gets to the yes. When he gets to the yes, I want him to be well compensated. 
Additionally, the broker goes to the owner of the UPS store, pulls another $10,000, 10% from him as a service fee. So he's pulling 25% off of the every dollar funded in commission and fees without any overhead that they can do it from home and going through my training course, they can get started tomorrow. So I like to give these guys opportunities. I don't like to say, hey, we're tooting our own horns out here. I like to say, hey, Evan, you've been out in the business world for a while now. How many industries actually offer that with those type of, as a reality? Because, you know, there's a lot of people in my industry that are overnight millionaires. It's like notorious over here for that stuff. Um, well, and I think the key is like you, if you're going to get started in any industry, find the opportunity where you can just trade your time for money at the beginning. So if you want to get in like the restaurant industry you talked about, it's like the, it's the number one highest failure rate of business in America. Like don't go start a restaurant. But if you're passionate for it and you're passionate for food, okay, start as an executive chef or start as a catering company or start like where you can keep your costs really low and it's a service base instead of having to pay rent for this giant overhead expense of a restaurant. You look at your business, you have uh, you have to have a fund. If you're going to be dropping money on people, you have to have a fund. So if somebody wants to do what you do, they have to go out and raise a big fund to be able to supply that, right? But to be a broker... It, it's just time. It's just hustle. It's just making calls. It's just building relationships, right? And so even if somebody had ambitions to eventually do what you do, don't make that step number one. Step number one is learn the business. Step number one is go be a broker. Step number one is go get clients, understand the industry, build relationship, get some cash flow coming in so that you can then take your next step and your next step and your next step. And so, so it's just finding in the industry that you want to be in, what's the easiest way to get started that doesn't require you to spend a ton of money? where you're trading your time for money and learning so that then you can get customers and continue to build the business. That's awesome, man. Tell me, what's your take on AI? I believe AI is the future. I tell everybody on my floor, chat GPT is next level and it's making people who are coming in here entitled and lazy. They're about to find it a very hard, they're going to, they're going to find a very hard road if they don't change their way soon. Because what's going on with all of this automation, I mean, it, it really takes the need for low-level salespeople kind of out of the equation. And I tell these guys, you got to learn this stuff and you got to dig through it so you can level up before that thing kind of takes over and you get crushed by the wave. What's your take on AI and the future it's doing to businesses? Well, the future is inevitable. I mean, it's already happening. So okay. whether you like it or not, I mean, I personally love it, but whether you like it or not, it's happening. Right. It's like we have a car now. We don't use the horse and carriage like it, it's already it, it is. It is coming in. It's already it's happening. To drive themselves. <laughs> yeah. And that's coming next. Right. <laughs> but I think the most important realization right now is that jobs are not going to be replaced by AI alone yet. It's being replaced by a human using AI. Correct. One so the, person for every, every every bot will do 50 persons work, but it needs well, to be controlled by one. Like the low level salespeople are going to be replaced not by AI alone, but it's by salespeople using AI. Correct. One guy is going to be able to get the outreach of 50 people. That yeah, so it's like making calls. The invention of, you know, it's like imagine you're giving every salesperson has to do handwritten notes and one sales guy gets the phone. Like you can yeah. just reach more people and do more and be more effective with the phone than having to handwrite all these letters. So same thing. Like it's, it's disrupting every single industry. And for anybody... <laughs> Uh, you know, if you're going to retire in the next three years, cool. Who cares? Doesn't matter. Keep doing your thing. Awesome. But 
especially for the audience you're talking to, it's your advantage. You know, like all of the established people and, and you know, you're an anomaly where you've set this business up. You're an, you're an established name in your industry. A lot of the guys who look like you think, I don't need AI. We know how we're doing. It's all relationships. You know, we're good, right? And awesome. Let them keep thinking that way because, you know, the, the hustlers are going to eat their lunch. And so that's your competitive advantage. Like this is how you start to win. So for all of the young people who are like, I can't get ahead. I don't know how to get ahead. Everybody has way more experience than me. Cool. Use the tools. Like if they're sleeping on the tools and you're using them, you can get way further ahead. And so there's so many ways to apply it. It's great to, you know, if they have a, a boss in you who's encouraging it instead of uh, saying, hey, you're not allowed to use this stuff, yeah. then they can just get way further ahead. And, and that becomes part of the responsibility of everybody. Like we're using it in our business in tons of different ways. And it's the challenge of every, not just entrepreneur like you, but people working inside entrepreneurial organizations to figure out how can AI transform my job so that I'm not out of a job. Yeah, I've made all of my team get their own chat GPT accounts. I said, guys, if you're not going to learn this on the weekends, then you're going to be very, you're going to be irrelevant next year. I mean, it's already my favorite employee for 2023 and I've only been using it two months. I mean, really like I, I, I've had like a very, I have a very special feeling to helping people because I was poor. I grew up poor and I've had a lot of adversity that I had to overcome. I'm not going to get into it. My time is very limited with you. I don't want to waste it talking about nonsense. What I'm coming to do, I try to help people because I understand what it's like to say, man, oh, that's them and they can do that, but I can't because I didn't grow up with this or go to this school or my family wasn't rich. But as I've gotten older and more experience in the world, I've come to realize that you can have whatever you want out here. I mean, I read Napoleon Hill's book a few times and he talks that write your own ticket. And I, it was hard for me as a younger guy, but as I get older and I start seeing, I'm like, man, I get what I asked for in this world. I came from nothing. I have a monster office on Wall Street with a bunch of people that come in not to get paid a salary. They come in because they're hungry and they're hunting lions with me. And they come in motivated and they know that I want to see them win. I just don't like when they come in lazy and entitled and think I owe them something because they came in. That turns me different, you know, because I came from I came from nothing. So, again, in in today's market, I'm looking at all the cutting edge technology always from our systems and our software. You know, we bring in a lot of very smart people. I'm very behind when it comes to technology. I didn't know how to turn a computer on until I was 30 years old. My wife made my first email, but I grew up with a cell phone. And like the camera phone in 2004 was like the big thing. And then after that, I was gone for a long time. So I didn't really, the technology just kind of passed me by. And then I came back around and it was like, wow, I got to catch up. And every day I'm always learning. I, I got guys in my office now. I have them building out my AI. They're building all of this automation where we do, um, like anytime you send an email, when we do our email campaigns, when the people respond, instead of having a person that's going to be there or they're not going to look at it because they work remote sometimes and they don't always look at their phone. My AI is timed to respond in 30 seconds to 90 seconds and it holds a conversation back and forth. Now we're launching the robo call, the robot where it speaks when you like when you call your bank and the, the robot talks, asks you a series of questions and then puts you into certain brackets. 
So I've been teaching myself off of the internet, off of YouTube, Udeme, and I've been learning this stuff. And somebody who has a hard time learning like that, when somebody else tells me that they're not doing it or there's no opportunities, it gets me upset because I'm like, guys, listen, I go out of my way and spend tons of money that I don't need to, to try and give other people opportunities because I was very fortunate and blessed to to take advantage of them as they presented themselves to me. And I just can't sit back and watch somebody, you know, just, ah, it's no big deal. So, you know, for me, I just like to ask everybody's opinion as far as AI goes, like, what are you thinking? Because I know what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that this thing is going to be, it's going to be tough to compete with for the average folks, you know, for guys like us, business owners, entrepreneurs, we're going to be able to 10x, 100x our lifestyles because of AI, because we utilize it. The people who don't, it's like, yeah, I know your relationships, but my 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 bots are hitting your customers at least three times a day, trying to get them on that one minute where they're where they're like, <laughs> you know, on the on the rim. So, go yeah, ahead, I mean, the big advantage entrepreneurs have over big co- corporations is the speed. It's the nimbleness. Yeah. It's the ability to move faster than they do. And so, if you're in an industry where there's big competition or or just setting their ways, older competition, that's a chance to crush everybody because a lot of a lot of corporate America is still trying to figure out like they can't use it. They're not allowed to use Midjourney. They're not allowed to use ChatGPT. They have they have to wait for compliance to go through everything and figure stuff out, right? And so. Amazing, right? Like great as an entrepreneur. This is awesome. Yeah. This is your chance to go and crush them. The amount of, you know, campaigns. Do you know Midjourney? No, I was going to ask you that uh, when you finished. What is that? Midjourney allows you to take any text that you type and turns it into a picture. What? So, if, like no, I want Midjourney. I want I want bags of cash flying out of a New York City apartment building. And it'll generate that picture for you, and it looks real. Wow. But, this is awesome, man. I thank you so much for showing me something like that, because I can use that for a lot of my marketing. That's what I entrepreneurs are doing. Pages and all of my stuff. Oh, man. Like, it, it, huh. it say, like, it, what is great at it is for, for somebody who may not be great at talking, like you may not understand how to create a Photoshop file. You may not understand all the technical sides of graphic design. But if you have ideas, now you can take those ideas and turn them into pictures. All you have to do is be able to type it out. I want a man throwing, you know, a man with with a, with a phone in each ear and mountains of cash behind him, and it'll oh generate God. that picture for you. I tell you, this is like amazing. And all of you guys out here, I'm hearing this with you guys. We're all hearing it here first. Mid journey, next level. Help you get your creative. All of your. Um, landing pages, all of your marketing materials. I mean, from what he's telling me right here, Evan, this is this is game changing for a lot of people. Again, not saying that everybody won't know about it later, but if people are not taking advantage of it between now and ninety days, you know how far ahead that puts somebody in their yeah. in their perspective bracket. That's the way I look at things. You know, gets life is a be here now business for marketing for entrepreneurs. You can use it and get ahead because the big companies. They they still don't have permission to use it. I, I I get so I get so shocked when I see that sometimes. You're so you're so right. They move like snails because they have to go through fifty levels of compliance. Oh, we're gonna do this. Okay, great. We'll check it next week because the attorney is out on vacation, his fourteenth this year. He'll be back in like a week and a half to say, Oh yeah, okay, I'll sign my name. 
And it, a lot of that red tape, I mean, and you got these young guys that are smaller companies and they're coming in, grabbing them customers, lightning, moving like grease lightning out here. That's what I like to say. Yeah, I mean, so, the yeah, big companies you know, basically, the big companies have their sales prevention departments. That's that's what it is. You know, their, their reluctance to take on AI and all these tools, it's their sales prevention department. And so this is it. your chance to win as an entrepreneur. Yeah, no, listen, this is great. So tell me, tell us about a time you had to overcome adversity. I know our time is running short and I want to kind of get a couple of things in with you. I mean, I've had a ton. I think one of the biggest ones was as somebody who's naturally introverted and shy, getting in front of the camera and getting on stages and speaking did not come natural or easy for me. And it took a long, a lot of practice and a long time and a big push on my agent. My agent's in New York. He's a typical New Yorker, uh, which is great and very opposite of me, Canadian, humble, you know, like uh, not brash at all, uh, <laughs> shy, introverted. And, and he gave me a big push like, hey, the more people who know you, it's not just about you and ego. It's about more people will hear your message and your message can spread. And so it took a long time for me to get comfortable doing that. But it was the day-to-day -day effort. Like the only thing I had going for me, Pete, was that I, I just made another video. I just kept going. I made another video, another video. My first year, I had 25 subscribers to my channel. Uh, in five years, I had like 2,000 or 3,000 subscribers to my channel. Five wow. years of making content. So it's like nothing. Um, most people quit along the way. And the only thing I had going for me was I just, I just kept going. But I think other people can go faster if you have mentorship. Like, I wish I had a show like this to listen to. Tell me about it. To guide me, right? I was kind of figuring it out on my own. Um, but now, now your you're doing the it. Wall. Bang your head into the wall and keep doing it until you break through. That's the, that was it. Now Basically they stand on our shoulders. And that's really, that's really awesome. Listen, my training course, the first year and a half, it was very slow. I pumped a lot of money into building it. MCA Broker Bootcamp, has, I poured money in. But I do it because I want other people to be able to do this from home. I don't need 100 people on my sales floor anymore. I need 30, 40, all good, solid closers and everybody winning. I want 1,000, 10,000 people from home providing that extra stream of revenue for their families so they can say, hey, I made an extra three, four grand a month. Man, I make 100,000 plus on one deal, one commission. This business is no joke. It's hard for people to understand that, but I caught my deal at 2.48 on a Tuesday in the middle of March, and I just so happened to be on that phone dialing, and the guy said, hello, yes, I can use this, or here's my problem. And that's how I got those customers. But if I was home or, oh, this is not working, I'm going to play video games, I would have missed those calls. And that's what I tell people. It's so important. It's like being out on the ocean. You ain't got your pole in the water how you expect to, you're going to miss the big one. Don't complain when the guy next to you gets it. Evan, one, one book that you would recommend for entrepreneurs just getting started to kind of just give them a good perspective, a, a right mind frame. Momentum. Momentum. I, I'll pitch I, my own book. Momentum. I love it. Listen, you are a guy who has done it already. I would much rather my people learn from you than learn from somebody who's not really in today's world. They're still maybe stuck with the old mentalities. I like Napoleon Hill. I'm not going to lie, you know, because the stuff that he says then is still true today. But I tell you, there's a lot of new stuff and, and all of this technology and being able to capitalize on, you know, marketing, 
um, digital marketing, dealing with getting on the social media, taking advantage of all of these things. Like I sell deals with a DM now. I mean, it's crazy, but this is how it is. You know, somebody will DM me, hey, I want to get on this or what's up with this? How can I get started? And, you know, I take on the conversation, they sign up and that's another customer. I mean, it's, it, <laughs> I couldn't have thought of this growing up. I tell you, I just couldn't have thought of this opportunity. Well, what I love about it is even in like in, in me promoting, you know, talking about my book or you talking about the stuff that you're doing, like there's an excitement for the things that we do. And I think that's the most important part is that there's opportunities and then it's in finding the excitement so that when you, you wake up and go to work, it's not hating your life. It's like I'm, I'm making an income for my family and I'm also excited by the work that I'm doing. I, I love it. So, Evan, tell everybody where they can find you. I mean, listen, you can Google Evan Carmichael, but tell them where to find you, where they can get your book, because I would definitely – I didn't read it yet, but I'm going to order it because I saw you talking about it already, and I said, that sounds pretty cool. I don't usually have that much time to read books, but I'm going to make an exception, and I'm going to jump on this one. So All right, tell well, everybody where to get it. The book is on Amazon. We've got, I've got five books, six books. This is the most recent one called Momentum. You could just look up Evan Carmichael on Amazon. That's what, I, was, that's what I did. And I was like, oh, man, this guy. And honestly, awesome. you could just look up Evan Carmichael anywhere, and I'm probably there hanging out. So, yeah, um, cool, But thank man. you for the time, Pete. Great to meet you and be here. And it was a pleasure, Evan. 